0: hey welcome back to tunes tunes podcast i'm your host harold as always you can follow us on social media that's tunes tunes podcast t-u-n-e-s slash t-o-o-n-s we're on facebook instagram twitter you can listen to us on google play spotify itunes wherever you find your podcasts finally got dave nim in the house what up dave hey how's it going it's been a long time coming my friend <laughs> we were just talked about this earlier it's been so long that like We see each other at stuff all the time, and I'm like, I got to get you on the show, and you're like, yeah, and then it's like it just never happens. Well, today's the day. It's fine. It's the day of reckoning. (laughs) (laughs) Real quick, though, we'll give a shout-out top of the hour, Mint Apparel. Mint Apparel has what you need if you're looking for a local shop to do screen printing, embroidery, heat press vinyl. They can even take care of your branding and logo design needs. Check them out at MintApparel.com. That's M-E-N-T Apparel.com, or on social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can also request a quote by emailing them directly at info at Shout out to John Knight. He's a great man. My favorite redhead I've ever I've ever met in my life. I have to admit, Dave. <laughs> no, but it's funny. Like, it's just, this is one that's like, I uh, just see you at stuff all the time, whether it's like with your brother or whatever. But like, we, anytime we talk, I'm like, man, I got to get you on the show. And like, it just never happened. So, finally, I was like, dude, we've got to make it happen. (laughs) So, I'm glad you're able to come in, man.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me. Give a shout-out to Vanessa House real
0: quick. Some ASMR. (laughs) (laughs) Shout-out to V-House. These guys are nerds.
1: Yeah, man, Evan's the man. I said, yeah, you worked with him, right? Yeah. I, I know Evan and Zach. Uh, Zach used to come in to learn to brew a lot. Me and Evan used to work at Learn to Brew, and
0: that's very cool. I actually you were telling me about that earlier, but I've never like heard of that. What is that?
1: It's it's a homebrew shop uh, uh with all the equipment you would need to start brewing. Like if you wanted to learn how to brew, Learn to Brew. So you
0: know. yeah, that makes sense. Cool. I didn't know if it was like a just like a they have like a brick and mortar or what the thing is. Oh
1: yeah, it was brick and mortar and then online too. Oh, very cool. So.
0: Yeah, it's cool to see, like, the progression with these guys because, like, they were in the Brewers Union for a little bit and then yeah. getting their own space and everything. And
1: yeah, and Evan was, like, telling me all about what they were doing when they were first starting, like, the business plan where we were working together. This was, like, probably, like, three years ago, and it's, like, cool to see it just all start to go, you know, happen. So,
0: No, man, it's just, it's cool. There's a lot of cool stuff going around, like, and going on around the city. Like, I think I first met you at... It was maybe that Street Fighter fundraiser thing that your brother did. It was like the... Was it the Speakeasy? It was at New... No, it was at oh, New World. World.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. It was it like was a, a Street Fighter. A I think we
0: first met at that. Yeah, It
1: was like a... I think there was a prize, like a, a money prize maybe?
0: Yeah. Well, no, it was like a... I'm trying to think now. It was like you pay $10 to enter and like all the money went to pay for books for like an elementary school or oh, something. Yeah. That's,
1: that's, yeah. I remember that now. Yeah, it was school at Deer creek maybe
0: yeah something like that but it's just like i don't know i think about when i was growing up and there's just like never really anything cool going on it seemed like but now it's just like it seems like there's so many different people doing different things like around the city and like meeting you at that which is like one of those quintessential things of like how it always happens that i find cool people to have on the show because it's like I'll be at thing that my friend is doing and find some other person that I'm like, dude, I want to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> so that was like a cool connection, like making that, like with that event that your brother put on and just meeting you and then realizing that you guys had like the uh, th- we're in the band together, the Nims. Can you talk about the Nims? Like, I know like you guys are pretty well known, like around like the scene and in the city and everything, but can you talk about how like that all kind of came together? Just like playing music and rocking out.
1: Oh, well, and, uh, well, we started um, just me and James as a as a two-piece. I want to say it was like 07 or 08, and we um, just made like a little demo cassette tape and passed it around to um, Andy Nunez at, at Adopolis. Right on. And then uh, Ryan Lindsay um, in Broncho, he was um, setting up gear for like uh, shows. I think it was the Bricktown Ballroom, uh, if it's still there. I think that's what it was called.
0: It might be the is that what's the Coca-Cola now or the brick? It,
1: it was a it was like a smaller huh. venue. It wasn't the huge one. Hmm. But um Might have been, yeah. There was like a, a day where he was um supposed to run sound for or, or help um move gear for Ben Queller was in town. And uh, he couldn't make it and then we wanted to go to the show but it sold out and um we didn't have tickets so he let us do it. And so we like helped move gear and we, we gave Ryan like a tape then too and then no, man, we started playing shows, you know. That's
0: crazy. It's like that classic, like passing along the demo. Like, <laughs> Yeah, they thought it was good
1: enough. So we started playing shows and they invited us um, to their house to record. And then um, we recorded with their friend, uh, Ben King. Right. He, he He's in Broncho also. Yeah. And uh, I think he had just come back from New York. And uh, so we started recording. I think it was at their house, Ryan and Ben's house. And then eventually we moved into the. Blackwatch Studio and did the rest of recording there, and we met like Brian Webb and uh, I had known Jared Evans for a little bit, but um, we were in school together and I hadn't seen him for a long time. And then we like reconnected there and it ended up being really cool, like seeing those guys again and getting to record in there.
0: Yeah, it's time, man. I've, I've, I I want to say like I've like Blackwatch sounds familiar. I think one of my favorite musicians, Andrew Bell.
1: Oh yeah, I think yeah, he's I think recorded he recorded
0: yeah. uh, his Black Bear album there. Yeah. I was a big fan of that album.
1: Yeah, they, they have a lot of really great musicians going there. Yeah, it's
0: like one is that one of those places? It's like you wouldn't know it was a studio type of thing. Like it's like hidden.
1: Uh, yeah, you, I don't think you'd know it if you saw it. From That's so outside, funny. You know, but it
0: seems like like how every like studio is. You're like yeah, random. It's like next to like a pawn shop or something. Oh, you're like,
1: what the hell? Yeah, this this <laughs> one's uh, across from the shelter. Like I think it's can't remember the name of the it's the homeless shelter in norman oh gotcha but you yeah you wouldn't even know it's like really unassuming it's just like right across from it
0: how funny there's no
1: big sign that's i mean they probably
0: don't want yeah they don't want hey check out this band recording here that's <laughs> nah, funny man well was that just like a natural thing of like did you just grow up like around music was it just music going on in your house that your parents yeah, um, play or anything uh, well, like
1: our, that our dad was like uh i guess like an elvis fan and He had a few, like, American records, but he had uh, mostly Vietnamese records, you know, but he had um, the American records. I remember him having, like, Elvis and Tracy Chapman and some of the Beatles records. Um, But, yeah, other than that, that's that's all I can remember him listening to. But when I was 13 or 14, I asked my parents if uh, I could get a guitar, you know, electric guitar, and they took me to... uh, it's Larson music on. Oh yeah, it's still there, sixty third and
0: sixty third and Mer- uh, MacArthur Expressway, Meridian
1: Expressway. I think. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, and uh, it's like over there. Yeah, there, I got right? a guitar there, and then it was a black Strat, Squire Strat, a little bullet amp, um, and got lessons there for like a year or two. And uh, my teacher, his name was Russ, and he just like let me learn whatever. Is really cool. And,
0: Tight you know,
1: man. I just would bring in songs that I would want to learn, and he would teach them to me. And then every once in a while I would, I would ask him to teach me something that was more than like power chords or something like that. And he would teach me like uh like some Jimi Hendrix songs and like um Very cool. Uh there was like there's this Eric Johnson song called Cliffs of Dover. Yeah, man.
0: He was <laughs> I, just here at the tower too. Yeah, he played a show I've, a while yeah, back. Yeah,
1: I'm bummed I missed that. I was out of town. So. Oh gotcha. But uh yeah, I always want to hear that song live, but um I can I can't play that very first part, but I can play a little bit of it. Yeah. But.
0: <laughs> that's how I was like, because I was very meat and potatoes, like played guitar, like tried to learn to play the guitar to like Empress Girls type of thing. Yeah. But like, yeah, I know just like basic, like cowboy chord type stuff. And I don't get too involved with a lot of like finger picking or like crazy rips or anything. <laughs> but like, yeah, definitely just like cowboy chord type shit. <laughs> that's, that's good stuff,
1: though. <laughs> cowboy.
0: <laughs> but that's cool, man. I mean, it's just like cool to hear it's. It's kind of a thing that you, like, uh, blazed like a trail you blazed for yourself. Like, uh, uh you just kind of asked, like, "Hey, can we do this?" Like, it's something I want to do. You seemed interested in music, so yeah, got lessons.
1: Yeah, it was it was cool. And then James picked up drums, I think maybe like f- three or four years later. And uh, yeah, and when we started playing as a two piece, we just met friends along the way. We've had a lot of different friends play with us in the band, you know, and friends move away and then meet new friends and you know keep playing right like,
0: you know? yeah i think we're, we were talking about it earlier it was like i've had like every nims member on like individually <laughs> so far now <laughs> got a couple that i'm still headhunting but i've got i've had most of y'all on <laughs> no man it's it's cool just to uh, kind of hear like the background of it and like how you're like first getting into music can you do you remember like uh putting together like your first album was there like any kind of, like, fun experience with that or, like, oh, thinking about it now to the how you, yeah, oh, like.
1: Yeah, yeah um, well, the demos that we made, we bought the little Tascam uh, four-track cassette recorder and just had one mic and a drum machine and and one guitar, I think. Uh, James still, like, really likes those recordings, but we made, like, a little um, burn CD from that. And I think they actually had it at guest room for a little bit. And it was like a little, little printout that we printed. It was called like the Traveling Coat EP. Right. It had like four songs on it. And uh, yeah, uh I remember just setting up the recording stuff and not knowing what we were doing. And, <laughs> you know, just that's just how you do it. I guess. Right, man. Just, just like as you go.
0: Yeah. Some real grassroots type shit. Yeah. And just from you talking to me earlier, like you guys got like a kind of like a new setup going and everything kind of going now. But it's like. It's probably cool to think about, like, where, like, the journey. Yeah, you know. (laughs) Like, how you started and, like, how you do it now. You're like, dude, what the fuck were you thinking?
1: Yeah, I I still still feel like that. What what am I thinking?
0: (laughs) 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 What are we doing, fellas? What are we doing here? That's too funny. Well, like, another thing that uh, I wanted to chat with you about was, um, I know uh, you kind of built up this this, uh, fame of a, Of uh, Your sandwiches. (laughs) I have not been able to experience yet, but I will one day. Now, I remember, I don't know if it was, like, on Boys or what, but um, Dylan Eubanks I've had on was talking about um, your sandwiches that you'd make, like, for band practice or whatever. And I'm like, bro, like, I didn't know he was, like, a cook. Where the that kind of passion for cooking come from?
1: Oh, well, um, whenever uh, me and my brothers were in school, um, we just, you know, had, like, a a budget we keep within, you know, so we try to f- feed three of us for like, you know, $100 a week or $50, whatever it was. So I would just always cook, you know, and I just like got used to it. So I just always kept cooking, you know, so I just started from there.
0: Just like mostly traditional Vietnamese type food. I know you make like uh, those type, those sandwiches and stuff. I didn't know if there was other stuff you really enjoyed making. Yeah, some,
1: some things I do. Um, I, I do like uh, beef, uh, beef pho noodle soup sometimes and It takes a while, so I don't do it as often, but the sandwiches are, like, kind of not as time-intensive, you know, but uh, I I marinate the meat, like, overnight and stuff like that, so it's about maybe two days if I make it, you know, but.
0: But then, like, you can make, like, a bunch of them?
1: Yeah, I try to make at least, like, maybe, like, eight of them, and those leftovers, I'll just, like, text some friends or something, you know, say, (laughs) you want a sandwich? I got an extra one.
0: Got a Sammy with (laughs) your name on it. (laughs) That's cool, man. And it definitely seems like it's a, just from what he was telling me, is like basically like your take on like a traditional Vietnamese sandwich type of thing. Is that right?
1: Yeah. It's the, the tape, my take on like the grilled pork version. There's like another one that's just like really, really traditional. It like, um, it's kind of like Vietnamese ham. Like it's za and, um, I think it's called head cheese or like, uh, the pig ears and pate. Um, but the one I do is, uh, it's just, like, pork that I chop up and marinate. I buy, like, pork pork butt shoulder, cut it up and marinate it with um, my secret uh, marinade stuff. Damn. All right.
0: All right, we can't. I don't know if we can talk about the food too much because you want to have to fuck around and go get a sandwich <laughs> or something. <laughs> no, I mean, it's cool. It's fun because it's just, like, it's cool to see someone with, like, a passion and something that I don't necessarily was never good at. And it's just cool to hear that, like, it's something that, like, you've gotten in there and kind of made it your own thing like that sounds super dope to me and it's you have i mean you've had like uh a several experiences like different restaurants and stuff right you're doing like a oh, well, kind of well, like an internship I, well when
1: i was younger i i uh, waited tables at a lot of places but uh recently like i had a, a friend that worked at um none such and all oh, right they just asked me um if you know if i could wanted to come in i could uh I guess they call it staging. I'd, I'd never heard staging. of it. That. Staging, yeah. That's yeah what I, was I, I was trying I'd to think of the word. I said internship. Yeah. <laughs> I'd never heard of that word before, but I um I came in and just kind of like helped for three Saturdays and just got to see how they work. And it's like it's really cool what they do there. It's like they do some really cool stuff. So those guys, yeah, are man, really great. it was cool
0: to see. Like, and they were just like randomly the best new restaurant or whatever yeah. in the country. Yeah,
1: that was. I was the, like, what the fuck? Yeah,
0: <laughs> but that place by Ludovine,
1: you mean? Man, you should you should go if you get a chance. It's really cool.
0: Yeah, it sounds cool, man. I just I remember the the concept starting because I had some buddies that were talking about it before Nunsuch opened, and how it started like people's houses or whatever.
1: Yeah, I think I think um, Colin started it, um, and it was uh, it wasn't in like a physical right. restaurant, like a retail restaurant, and um, but yeah, this is it's it's come pretty far. It's
0: pretty. It's cool, pretty dope. Right? I mean, the start is like something that's in someone's house and then bringing it to like the forefront and being like, I mean, they're probably booked the hell up because like that kind of like, I don't know. It's like the interesting time to be like on media because like the accessibility of everyone now is just so like instant. Yeah. Because like, I remember reading an article about, um, this, that this guy wrote and it was like, um, how I it was like, I found the the best burger in the country and and killed it, because he wrote a uh, this dude basically like traveled around and like wrote a a thing. It was like the best burger in each state type of thing. Um, it was like one of the. It was like a pretty major magazine. I can't remember the name of it now, but um, he like went around and was like trying to find the best burger in each state, and he named at the end it was like some burger place in like Oregon or something, Washington that he found, and he named that the best burger in the country. And, like, because of, like, how accessible that was and how much that blew up, like, people would, like, go to visit that area and just, like, go to, like, try that place, and it, like, destroyed the business because, like, they couldn't keep up with the demand.
1: Oh, wow. I thought it was going to be, like, they they just, like, became really huge. Yeah. I thought
0: it was going to be something like that, too. Like, they had to expand or something, but it was, like, it was actually pretty sad. Like an old dude owned the place and he was talking about, um, like, uh, he had like Tim McGraw, like the country singer came in to his restaurant and like, (laughs) he couldn't serve him because it was so backed up. I was like, Oh, that's, that sucks, dude. (laughs) But it was like, I don't know, man. It's kind of like the good and the bad of like how connected, like we're more connected now than any other time in human history. Yeah. So it's just like, you know, we see, like, the the extremes of it. The none such like, getting all this recognition and, like, taking off and getting, like, national acclaim and then yeah. places like this on the other end of the spectrum that can't handle, like, the intake and, like, having to shut down and stuff. So yeah. it's crazy, man. I mean, it's just... It's an interesting time for sure. But no, that's definitely... It's uh, cool to hear, like, and, you know, I'd heard a bunch of people talk about, like, your food and stuff, so... <laughs> Um. Did we cover I'll to, all of it? Was I'll, there any other? I'll have to make you a sandwich sometime. Yeah, man. I'm a, I'm a sandwich fan, as you could tell, probably. Got the rotund frame. <laughs> uh, was there any other like dishes that you uh wanted to mention that you're like a fan of or like you have been working on?
1: Man, I can't think of any at the top of my head, but I, you know, it's I always right. I always try to do the. Uh, I'm always like kind of revising the beef. Flour, all right, refining you know, them. Yeah, <laughs> changing the cuts. How you know. funny.
0: <laughs> No, that's cool, man. Yeah, I just I uh, like I said, it'd come up a few times. I was like, Oh, I better, better corner Dave and talk to him about it. <laughs> um, well, yeah, you'd uh, mentioned that you're remember watching anime growing up, but wasn't necessarily like super super into it or anything like that. Was it just like a product of like what everyone in your house was watching, or was like oh, your mean, brothers, or what? I mean, we
1: we loved like Dragon Ball Z and Dragon Ball and like Dragon Ball GT and all those, and uh, I think. I just, like, uh, didn't get into, like, the more niche ones. You know, like, Mike and James, like, really into Steins Gate. And I just, like, I just started watching that. Oh, yeah. I, I only got, I'm only through episode one so far, but. What do you think? It's pretty cool.
0: It's pretty cool. Are you watching the sub or the dub? I don't,
1: I don't know. Whichever one is on Hulu. I think it. Is it with the. I think uh, it was the dub.
0: Is it with the English actors or are you having to read the.
1: I think I'm I'm reading it. I'm okay, reading, yeah. so it's, it's sub yeah. It's sub,
0: yeah that's cool man yeah it's that was one we've we've talked about that one before um that one does like a really good job if you ever get the chance to like watch um there's a couple that are on Hulu that um they have the sub and the dub and so sometimes I can like nerd out and I'll like watch the same episode and but I'll watch it subbed first and then dubbed to see like the difference oh yeah. it's pretty interesting that one has a really good dub though if you ever get a chance to check it out oh. um they did a good job of like localizing a lot of the they, like, threw in slang, and it just sounds, like, really pretty natural to me. Oh,
1: that was pretty cool. Like, they went the extra mile. Yeah.
0: It. Like, it's it's pretty cool. Like, that one stands out to me as a dub that I really enjoyed. But um, that's a cool story, though. You just started it, though. I don't want to talk about it and ruin it. Oh, yeah.
1: I just started <laughs> it, but,
0: yeah. Yeah, I need to go back and watch that one, man. Because um, that one was a fun one for sure. And then... um. Hulu, like, Hulu just did, like, a partnership with, like, Funimation. So, like, oh, nice. Hulu randomly has, like, all this, like, badass anime right now. And I'm like, bro.
1: Coming for Crunchyroll.
0: Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> they did, like, um, I have, like, a my friend has a Verve um, account. And I think it's, I think that's a product of Crunchyroll. But, like, Crunchyroll just lost a bunch of stuff. Oh, man. So, like. I was trying to watch something and I couldn't find it on Verve, but then randomly it was on Hulu, and I was like, "Oh shit!" Man, but <laughs> it's a change of the guard, man. They're it getting is. that that Hulu or that uh, Funimation money. Oh. <laughs> um But yeah, I mean, there's a lot. I mean, and that's like another divide too. Some people get really like up in arms of like whether or not you're watching the sub or the dub of a show too. So, oh yeah, is that anything you ever like thought of, or oh, do you have a preference on any of that?
1: I, I try to watch the. The subbed one, because I want to hear, like, how they, you know, the actors' inflections, like, how they wrote originally.
0: That is pretty fun, because it's, like, yeah, if you listen to it both ways, you're, like, sometimes, like, they don't quite capture it, like, in the English version.
1: Yeah, and if if you hear, like, the original version, you know, the sub, and then you hear the English actors, it kind of throws you off, because you're, like, used to hearing the other voices. Yeah, that's "That's true. That's how they sound? (laughs) You know,
0: it's, like... Well, there's, like, the cool, like, the Dragon Ball um, Goku's character has been the same character since he was a kid. Like that character, like grew up with him. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah. They've kept like that same voice actor in Japan. Yeah, that's pretty I'm cool. like, that's fucking tight. <laughs> like that is so cool. Which is like Sean Schimmel is like the guy that when you hear Goku, like in the English dub, that's more than likely people are thinking of Sean Schimmel probably. Oh. But I mean, there's like a different one for like the kid, for kid Goku and Dragon Ball and stuff. So, and they've done several versions of Dragon Ball Z. Like, they did Kai and Dragon Ball Z Kai. They did uh, Dragon Ball Z Super now.
1: Oh, yeah. I think I've watched a few of the Super. But I I didn't get into it as much as, like, when I was younger in those other episodes. And I wasn't sure if, like, I was older now or if it just wasn't as good. I don't know. But.
0: Yeah, it's just, like, I don't know. It's, like, the thing of, like, the story trying to continue. But you're, like man, like, okay, we get every villain he faces is the strongest in the universe. We get it, like...
1: (laughs) The whole episode is powering up.
0: I Yeah. And that was, like, a cool thing that Super got rid of a lot of that stuff, was, like, that was the thing about that. Or, not Super, but Kai did. Um, Kai is basically Dragon Ball Z redone, but, like, they cut out a lot of the powering up and a lot of the filler. Like, they've they've cut out a lot of that stuff. And so that's kind of cool to, like, watch that back and be like, oh, shit, this is... Instead of being eight episodes of Goku traveling dynamic, it's, you know, that's like two episodes or something. <laughs> and so that's kind of cool to see it, like, kind of like a different take on it, cut it with some of that extra stuff cut out. Yeah. So that's pretty cool.
1: People's attention spans getting shorter. You know? Yeah,
0: dude, for sure. <laughs> um, you had mentioned that you're a fan of, like, the Broly movie and stuff, too. Like, there's that new one. I think that comes out this week, actually.
1: Yeah, I thought I saw, like, um, an ad for it. I was like, yeah i was kind of pumped when i saw it so yeah i wasn't sure if it was like they were just screening the old one in a you know in a big theater or if it was a new one but that's pretty cool that it's yeah new it's one. like the
0: i think this is supposed to tie in with dragon ball super from oh, what yeah. i was hearing like i have a buddy of mine that's super into like the new storyline and everything with super and i'm like to me i'm kind of like you i'm like eh, i like that original stuff like yeah. <laughs> i don't really like the new one but uh yeah, but I guess this one's supposed to really tie in with like Dragon Ball Super, this new movie. But I did watch that old movie. Um, they did bring the old one back into theaters at like Tinseltown.
1: Oh, yeah, I love Tinseltown. Yeah. Yeah. It's so the like, places still got like the 450 uh matinee.
0: Yeah, dude, on Tuesday <laughs> or whatever, it's like $2 or something crazy. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's like half price on Tuesday Man. all day. Yeah. It's like fuck around and get like a $3 movie. <laughs> Come back to your car on, on blocks, though. <laughs> nah, just kidding. <laughs> It's funny because I used to be like a bad part of town, so like people tuck shit on like Tinseltown. I'm like, dude, like, it's okay now, it's yeah. safe now. Oh. Um, but yeah, we did watch that. I went with a buddy of mine. We went and watched that the old Broly movie, and man, it was still still pretty good. It was not good. No. <laughs> it was rough. <laughs> oh, man. But it's like the funny thing about like, dude, I thought this was really cool when I was eight. What happened?
1: Yeah. <laughs> Don't so it was a
0: little rough. Stuff. I mean, it was fun. Like it's it's campy, you know how Dragon Ball Z is. Yeah, but yeah, man, it's just one of those things of like this shit didn't hold up like I thought it would. <laughs>
1: <laughs> rewatch the the never ending Story and see if it holds up. Oh I don't know why yeah, that one just popped in my Atreyu. head.
0: Atreyu, <laughs> I just remember his name because like the band Atreyu, they named their band after that kid in the movie Atreyu. Oh. <laughs> um. What was the, you had mentioned another movie that you're into. Um, oh, it was the Future Trunks. That was, Future Trunks is my favorite character, yeah, Trunks, I think, yeah, probably.
1: Future Trunks is pretty cool. Yeah.
0: But I think, I always remember, like, Kid Trunks being such a shit. Like, yeah. like oh, I hate this guy. <laughs> then, but was that something to, like, uh, was that just, like, you were into, like, the characters? Or what kind of drew you to that show, you I, think?
1: I think, you know, he had, the, he had the sword, right? I think that was, I think I really liked that, and... I can't remember which version was the trunks where he like, he got too jacked and he was too slow. When he got yeah, down. that was future trunks. Because okay, he, yeah. he
0: goes into the hyperbolic time chamber yeah. with Vegeta.
1: Yeah. <laughs> That's, like, the main thing I remember, but it's, it's just been so long. It's like, <laughs> I need to go back and rewatch it, you know?
0: <laughs> I know. It's funny because, like, I do talk to, like, Mike and those guys, and they know so much. I'm like, shit, I don't remember that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, Mike, Mike Mike's a good, like, trivia
0: guy, though. He'll be like, did you know that blah, blah? Yeah. I'm like, no, I, no one knows that, Mike. <laughs>
1: yeah, he, he knows, like, he probably knows a lot of the lines from the movie, too. Yeah. You
0: know. <laughs> That's pretty funny. I'm. Yeah, I'm going to go check out that new movie, see how it is. But, yeah, I need to get caught up on Dragon Ball Super for sure, though. Um. What's Is there, like, one thing that you think kind of draws you into a show, or is it just, like, Something of it being, like, whatever's on, like, the mainstream thing. Because you said you're a fan of, like, Naruto and Bleach type shows, too. Is that just, like... Is it just because, like, that was what was on? Or did you have, like, friends yeah. telling you about it or what?
1: Like, I had my um, brothers tell me about it. So, a lot of times, like, all three of us were around each other a lot. So, uh, we'd always have, like, whatever each one of us was into. Like, you'd discover it. So, that, that's kind of, like, how I'd find stuff, you know. And they're, like, really into comic books, too. So, I, like... Find comics like after they buy it, and then I'll read it. They'll tell me it's good, and I'll just check it out. So it's kind of nice that way.
0: That's cool, man. Is your does your little brother is he like in does he is he the one does he live in China or something?
1: Oh, he was um, teaching in China. He's uh, working on his his PhD in Seoul, uh, Seoul Korea now. He's like University of Seoul. Uh,
0: Goddamn,
1: civil engineering um, doctorate
0: what the fuck (laughs) so he's the he's a smart one he's pretty (laughs)
1: smart he's doing well so
0: i had a friend that uh uh he taught he was teaching english in seoul and he talked about like the culture cultural differences uh, between american and korea and like it's pretty intense man like (laughs) uh especially with like um like academia like it's so, like, they place such an emphasis on that from such a young age. Like, there's so much pressure to, like, you basically take, like, a placement test in elementary school to get, to tell you what element middle school you're going to, yeah. essentially. And then, like, to that, to to high school. And then you got to, like, really perform well um, to go to, like, University of Seoul or somewhere, like, really good.
1: Yeah. He's telling me, like, a lot of students were stressing out doing finals and stuff, like, it gets really serious like it's it's more intense than I thought it would be yeah,
0: like it was like because you we always you hear about like the college people like having like mental breakdowns and stuff but yeah. like some of it like he told me some story about like um like little girls that basically like they were really young but like they took their placement tests and basically it told them that they weren't gonna be able to ever get into the University of Seoul or like one of the ones that are gonna be leading to like really good job opportunities. So like so much pressure that like they ended up like killing themselves.
1: Oh, that's crazy! So I'm like, dude,
0: that's so much. It's just like a cultural difference that you don't really think about. But I'm yeah. like, man, it's such like it's so ingrained into the culture there that it's like, this is what you do. You've got to get to this level to be able to get this job.
1: Yeah, like the education is real important. Or, or like you know, I would think here too. But you know, our parents were always like, uh, education. You know, it's real important. At least get, at least try to get a college degree. You know.
0: Yeah, that's cool, man. Did they, I mean, you guys are like, were you all like the first generation, I guess, to grow up here? Like, yeah, they they came here?
1: They came here, and then, yeah, we, we grew up here. Um, I was born in Kansas City, Missouri, and then James and Andy were born in Oklahoma City at, at Mercy, and um, our parents lived in uh, Iowa and Kansas City before. There was like, I think there was a family in Kansas City that took them in, and we um we met up with them again when we were like 13 or 14.
0: Wow, that's so, kind of cool. Yeah. Like the family that took your parents yeah. in?
1: Yeah. So we met Crazy. up with them again and I found out I had like really bad dog allergies when Oh, I, really? Yeah. They had like these two giant dogs and uh my eyes just started puffing up and like <laughs> oh, felt shit. like I was going to die, you know, but my mom had some uh
0: like Benadryl this, or, or something
1: some Benadryl and okay. <laughs> it was like horrible, man. So
0: that's a, my uh I my nephew has terrible allergies, that's, but we're dog sitting one time and that happened like yeah, it man. was a dog that uh like a, a golden retriever, yeah, like my, and he my, had like he pet it and like scratched his eye, and his his eye was huge. No, that's what that's what it was like, me. Yeah, I, I was that's, like Hitch. I was like, God
1: damn, dude! That's what happens to me. So my throat starts to feel like it's closing up. Damn, I got, I'm pretty sure like if I fell asleep in a room with like a oh, dog, oh, yeah, I'd die. So <laughs> it's kind of messed up. Yeah, what but. happened today? Well,
0: <laughs> you know that freaking poodle was over there and killed him. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And yeah, I love I love dogs too. It just sucks. Yo. Well, yeah, it's like <laughs> one of those things.
0: Like, damn it, guess <laughs> like I can never have a pet dog. They other the ones that are like hypoallergenic, yeah, yeah, though. But I'm like, mm, I don't know if I believe yeah, that. Or I don't not. know if it's 100. I don't know if you should trust the, your clo your throat closing up to that or not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you mentioned that you're also a fan of like some of the Studio Ghibli stuff. I think that's pretty classic. Of like. It's cool because like people that are like pretty casual anime fans like they always have at least like one or two Studio Ghibli movies that they're they're a fan of, and yeah. so that's just something to say like I mean they're literally like the Disney of Japan I think.
1: Yeah, Spirited Away is like the one I remember the most, and the scene like I always remember is the one where um I think her parents are eating, and uh, they start like going crazy on the food and they start morphing. Oh you know? yeah, and that's like I always remember that scene. Like, it's <laughs> really vivid in my memory
0: it's funny (laughs) like the things that stick out right yeah i uh we showed that we showed that for one of the first uh one of the first animes i think because i think uh princess mononoke was what one of the first ones that i remember doing but yeah here at tower we like programmed i think it was actually for one of the art shows we showed spirited away and like i think we gave like if you're Oh, like James, like we gave a thing for James to post, like a promo code, and you get like a half price ticket to Spirited Away, like the same day as his art show, like that afternoon. Oh, okay. Or yeah, I yeah, I remember they were. It was pretty cool. So we've been able to do some cool programming and to show some of like the cool, like Studio Ghibli stuff. But I remember when we showed Mononoke, I wanted to show, because um, we've been doing some like a cool thing where, where we're showing like secret screenings after. So like you could, You'd buy a ticket to come watch one movie, and then after that one was over, we do like a little live episode. But then after that, we would show another movie, like a secret double feature.
1: Oh, that's pretty awesome! And
0: so I wanted to show because uh, the week that we were showing um, uh, Princess Mononoke, Takahata died, and he's the director that directed um, Grave of the Fireflies. Oh, and so yeah. I wanted to that show that.
1: Like, uh, really, yeah. I remember that was on the YouTube. I think. I tried to watch that on YouTube. I, I found like an old Siskel and Ebert thing where. Oh, really? Where Ebert like was hyping it up.
0: Yeah, he like oh. was pretty. Yeah. Those are, those, the Ghibli movies are pretty well reviewed, I think. And that movie will hit you in the feels, though, man. Like, <laughs> I'd be crying. But uh, yeah, it didn't work out to show that that time, but I really wanted to show that because it was just so timely. Like, he he had just died that week. And I was like, dude, we got to show it for our dude Takahata. <laughs> I think that might have been one of the only Ghibli movies that he didn't that Miyazaki didn't direct or something like that. Yeah. Some weird like trivia. I don't know. I had to call Mike and ask him. Yeah. <laughs> Mike, are you listening? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just cool. Like and and one of the things about those movies is like the dubs, like the voice cast for like the English, like sometimes those are like freaking crazy. Like I was just looking at uh, who was on Nausicaä today. And uh, I don't know if you ever watched Nausicaa, but it has, like, um, there were some crazy people in there. It was, like, Mark Hamill was in it. Oh, man. uh, Patrick Stewart. I'm like, what the fuck? Patrick Stewart's great. Yeah, dude, I'm like, how the (laughs) hell did they get all these people on this? Uma Thurman was in it. I'm like, Jesus. (laughs) So, it had a pretty good cast. Even, like, Princess Mononoke had, like, uh, Billy Bob Thornton was in it.
1: Oh, (laughs)
0: So that's kind of the cool thing with, like, some of those is, like, it kind of makes it appeal to, like, a mass audience here in America. Oh,
1: yeah, when they see the actors. Yeah, when listening. they see,
0: like, those big-name actors and stuff. Oh. So, but, yeah, that's a cool thing to see, like, because you, I mean, you have said that you're pretty casual. You're a pretty casual anime fan, but, yeah. like, everyone always has at least, like, one Studio Ghibli movie. They're like, that's my shit. <laughs> yeah.
1: Man, this isn't an anime, but the new um, Spider-Man movie. Oh, God man. Into the Spider-Verse. Have you seen it? Yeah, it's great. I mean, they have... Um, Have you seen it yet? No, I haven't seen oh, it. Oh, man. It's, it's pretty great. They have their own style that they do with the animation. It looked really cool. Yeah, like, really cool uh,
0: thing. I haven't got to see it yet, so hopefully... There's uh,
1: one character in there. I think it's based off, an anim- off anime. Yeah.
0: I think because so. it was like all the different Spider-Men or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, I think I remember seeing it in the preview there was like an anime Spider-Man. Yeah. And Spider-Ham. Yeah. <laughs> I love John Mulaney. So when I saw that he was going to do like the Spider-Ham, I was like, that's fucking crazy. <laughs> Yeah, I need to check that out, man. Yeah, those are, like, I mean, we talk, we've talked, we talked about those, like, shows and, like, cartoons before. Because so those are definitely, like, I know anime is, like, um, specific to Japan. But, like, we definitely have, like, our version of anime in America. And stuff like the X-Men's 90s cartoon and like, oh, yeah, the Batman crazy, anime yeah. series. Those are all definitely, like, our version. Like, yeah. it's, like, anime for us. Yeah.
1: <laughs> That X-Men show was great.
0: Dude, yeah. The freaking theme. Yeah. Undefeated. <laughs> and it had, like, a super cool, like, Japanese intro. Have you ever seen that? I don't think I've seen Dude, that. Dude, we'll have to watch it, like, yeah. after. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, so kind of talk about, uh, you'd mentioned earlier, some of the music that you're into um, before we started recording, and that's, that's kind of like the whole vibe behind my show is that we talk about um, the two things... Um, that were big for us when we we're growing up. And to me, it's, like, right on par with anime. Like, if you're into anime when you're, like, my age and, like, in school or whatever, for some reason, it's, like, not the cool thing to be into. So, like, that was, like, my experience. It was, really? like, almost like a pet thing. Like, I didn't want people to know I was a fan of it because it was, like, not the cool thing.
1: Oh, I only had two friends in high school. So <laughs> I have, yeah, you didn't, I didn't have that shit. problem. You
0: know, <laughs> yeah, but, <laughs> but it was like, it, I kind of felt like it was like that with music too. So that's kind of like why I like to talk about music and anime because it's they're kind of like go hand in hand with me with like how like impactful they are to you when you're growing up. Yeah. And so as as much of a variety of stuff you liked, like an animation side, uh, we see that bleed through in the uh, music side. As you said <laughs> your first... Uh, tell them about your first uh, uh, musical purchase. Your, uh...
1: <laughs> my first uh, musical purchase I remember is, um, it's, it was a cassette tape, uh, Sir Mix-A-Lot. It was <laughs> called Swap Meet Louie. <laughs> and it, I think it was a single. It had like two songs on it, but one of them was Swap, Swap Meet Louie.
0: How funny, man. What like made you like buy it? Did you just, just hear that song? And you're know. like, that's my shit.
1: <laughs> I think it was just my friends that I was around. We were just trying to find that, you know,
0: some I booty shaking music. music. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny and random to me, <laughs> and like the, the, uh, the uh, say the sentence just like the ca- I bought this cassette. Like oh my god, it's throwback <laughs> as hell. Yeah, had the it's Walkman, cool to see Saudi like Walkman, you know? yeah. Shout out to the Walkman. <laughs> it's cool to see like uh, I was in Vintage Stock a while back, and I don't know if you listen to Morrissey or if you know Morrissey at all uh, from the Smiths. I, I know a few songs. Yeah. Um, but he released a new album and, um, they had it there. It was like a little display at Vintage Stock and it was like a record. so like vinyl, a CD. And then he had a, he released a in cassette.
1: Oh, cool. So I was like, oh, that's kind of interesting. Bring like you back. don't see that very yeah, often. It back.
0: Yeah. Um, but I do remember seeing a while back that you guys, like one of your songs was featured on, um, a cassette that like tree and leaf did. Oh yeah. It was, um, yeah. Like all, how that, how yeah. that happened?
1: Well, um, we, we've known dusty for a while through our, our youngest brother, Andy. And uh, we we played a show. He had a location in um, Oklahoma City. Off, oh yeah, by the uh, Rockwell, I think. Yeah, this it was, was right before, there by the Looney Bin. Yeah, this is before the one in the Plaza, but he he was having shows out there, and we played a show with a band called the Daredevil Christopher Wright. And uh, yeah, he we always joke with him about this show, but uh, uh so it, so he set the show up, and he took out like a full page ad. And when we got to to play the show, it was like literally like nobody was there. And so um, the bands, we just had to decide uh, between the two bands, like if we wanted to play. And if we played, it would just be playing for each other. So we decided, yeah, let's go ahead and play. So we just played for each other. You know, and then he always kept us in mind whenever he had shows at Tree & Leaf. So we jumped on um, one of his summer concert series and then um, sent him one of our songs that was like an alternate version of, song for a new record and then he put that on there
0: very cool man it's cool to see like it just it's a bummer when you get there no one's there but you're like make the best of it it was fun it was a good memory yeah as i say you make the best of it yeah yeah and those
1: (laughs) those guys came back through again and we um helped them get a show at the deli and met up with them again they they stayed at our place you know and stuff like that oh man that's cool dude they're really nice guys so
0: i feel like there's always just like some randomly good shows like at the deli like I feel like um, it might have been Rooney that came through that was at the deli a while back, and I missed it. I was like, "Fuck!" Because <laughs> I was I was pretty big into those guys like back in the day. Because I was like, "I remember Rooney." I was big into like Phantom Planet, Rooney, and shit yeah. like that. Shisha shaking. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> that that self title album so good. And Blue side. Um, there's a lot of good songs on that album, um, but. Yeah, it's just, like, there's always some, like, randomly good shows up there in, like, Norman and, like, random places.
1: Yeah, Opelos has has great shows there, you know. Yeah, them too. A lot of the music that we found was after playing there and playing with bands there that were coming through and just, like, getting the record from them and just, like, keeping up and following them and see how they were doing. Sick. You know, so.
0: That is cool, man, just, like, the natural, like, um, networking. Just, like, if you're there, so you're just, just, like, checking each other's shit out and stuff.
1: Yeah. discover new music that way it's it's kind (laughs) of nice
0: (laughs) so some of the other stuff you said you're into is like stuff like rancid smashing pumpkins green day yeah was that just like i mean that seems like a pretty much like a microcosm of like um that like 95 to 2000 type era was that just like what was like big when you're in high Uh, school type of thing when i started
1: uh, learning guitar I, i would get um I think it was guitar world magazine yeah and they used to have the tabs you know and i couldn't read music and uh i still can't but i would just like get the tabs and learn them in there and i would you know see smashing pumpkins like mayonnaise in there and stuff like that and i'd learn it and um so kind of just like kind of i guess flowed off each other in that way um and there used to be like a cd warehouse on expressway yeah. Uh we used to go there a lot and just like trade CDs and get CDs and just find new stuff and I uh, really liked like that rancid record. Uh w- Outcome Out the Wolves was good, but I remember having that let's go record first. There there's even another record before that that I didn't know about at the time when I was getting into it. But I always liked like their um sense of melodies and stuff like that, how they how they worked that. No, that's cool, man.
0: Too. Yeah, it was like I would wonder if that was just like shit that you found on your own or was that like your buddies were into stuff
1: and i honestly don't even remember how i got into yeah. that i remember hearing that um basket case song
0: yeah some of that stuff is just so big like you yeah. couldn't go through, and walk a mile yeah. without hearing that I think somewhere. That, <laughs> that
1: one was so big that's how i heard that right and then i started learning guitar i think it was after that
0: freaking like, dookie is like the magnum opus man people talk about that like yeah, i don't great, really like green day but i like dookie yeah it's a
1: great <laughs> record you know <laughs> I think it still holds up.
0: Nah, man, it's just cool to hear, like, kind of the influences, and then, like, it's just cool to see that, like, there's so many different type of genres that people are into, because, like, I feel like back in the day, it was, like, you're kind of put into a box of, like, you only like one type of music. It's like, oh, that guy's like a metalhead or whatever. Yeah,
1: Yeah, I can't listen to rap. Yeah, and so
0: it's like, oh, man, which, like, I'm pretty guilty of that because, like, I remember a point in time where it was like, I was like, yeah, like, swore off rap, and it's like, but now I'm like, dude, if it's good, then I'll like it, like, type of thing. But it's just like the nature of, like, being a teenager and being a dumbass, like, (laughs) (laughs) thinking you have to put yourself in a box when you don't have to. So that was a lot of like what I like, what happened with like me and like the music that I was into and stuff. Mm. But it is cool to kind of see like, especially now there's so many bands that like cut across, across genres. Yeah. Like the gorillas shit like that. Yeah. There's so
1: much out there now.
0: Yeah, definitely. And then it's like, it's broken down, you know, talking about earlier when we were talking about like the, um, how connected we are now. it's just like, Anyone could put anything on, like, Sound, SoundCloud now and, like, be, like, the next big thing in, like, a, overnight.
1: Yeah, everything was, so, like, out there to find, you know?
0: Yeah, so, so crazy. Whereas, like, there's so many gatekeepers back in the day that it was, like, you had to, like, know the right person at the right time to be able to, like, maybe get something, like, yeah. trending or something. Yeah, and
1: even, like, the recording equipment now, uh, you know, to record a song, it's, like, a lot more accessible to everybody than it was back then, I think. Yeah. Like uh, I think a lot of people say, it's like the golden age of recording right now because you can get like a recording interface, a mic, and a few instruments, and you're ready to go. You know, and you can just let your imagination go. Yeah, you, know? you guys aren't
0: recording on the on the t- cassette tapes anymore.
1: Not anymore. We may bring it <laughs> back. We May bring it. Just back. It's like a nostalgia feel. Maybe for some sounds, you know, <laughs> you can mix them together. You know,
0: that'd be funny. Um, you did mention a couple like local bands that you're into. So like Audio Book Club is. Is that one of the guys that's, like, in the yeah, names? Yeah, and our, friend,
1: like... our friend Derek that plays guitar with us, is, is he plays bass with Audiobook Club. That's tight, man. And they just started, I think, last year they had their first show. Uh, I think, I it, think was it was at the, one speakeasy, one the Speakeasy, wasn't it? Yeah, it was at the Speakeasy. Yeah.
0: What's, like, their, like, what kind is, like, their sound?
1: Man, I'd have to leave that one for Derek. I don't want to, uh, like, you I don't want like, like, to, yeah, I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to butcher, like, uh, you know, I may be...
0: Is it different from the NIMS?
1: Yeah, it's, it's different. Okay. Yeah.
0: It's kind of cool. Like, you see a lot of people that have, like, side projects and stuff, and it's, like, interesting to see that they're getting to do stuff on the side project that they're not necessarily getting to do in, like, their main band. So it's just cool yeah. to see, like, so many different creative outlets for yeah, people. Yeah, like for,
1: for him, Audiobook Club would be, like, his main project, and then, like, NIMS would be probably, like, his side Right. for him. So but he's, I think he's more... Like into bass, like as a bass player, but he's like starting to discover he's like actually a pretty good guitarist, also. Right. So it's been kind of cool to see. And like
0: that kind of evolution of it.
1: Yeah, and see him get better on guitar. It's
0: like, cause I know he's not going to take Mike's spot. <laughs> <laughs> Slapping that bass. <laughs> I mean, there's a, there's so many cool, and and in like local bands, like playing around, and like I'm sure you guys have played with a bunch of them. I remember seeing you guys play with. The um the intro to the podcast is by uh, Beach Language.
1: Oh yeah, I thought it sounded familiar. Yeah, yeah. and so I've yeah we played a few uh, shows with them.
0: Yeah, I watched yeah. you guys play with them at um the Blue Note. Oh yeah, was
1: it the Blue Note? Yeah, it was the Blue Note. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah.
0: And so yeah, I remember seeing it was you. It was uh, uh teenage teenage was it? self, teenage self uh, Beach Language, and you guys yeah. all in the same. I was like, dude, I gotta go through for that. And so that was a fun show. I got emphysema from it, from the blue note. Oh, part. yeah,
1: a lot of smoke in there. Yeah. <laughs> kind of smoky, so.
0: <laughs> like, left with a, a respiratory infection, but I was all right besides that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Smell like smoke the next day. Yeah.
0: yeah. Oh, man. I was sounding like uh, Bart Simpson's ants. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and the other guy, the other uh, project you said you'd like to see someone do, like, um, as far as, like, from local, uh, Brian Webb, you said?
1: Yeah, I'd like to see Brian, Brian have a new record.
0: So he's doing more, like, the producer thing now, right?
1: Yeah, he's recording a lot in Lunar Manor. Um, the last record he released, I think it was 010. Um, and yeah, he's just a really good songwriter, and, you know, so I'd like to see him have a new record.
0: It is cool when you see, like, these people do things, and, like... I've had this idea of doing a – I want to do an episode because we've done like – or I did like a radio episode before. Like we had a composer on before, and he just sent us a bunch of the music he did. And so um, me and my friend Alex, she – we recorded with him, and then I had her come back, and we kind of cut like a radio show (laughs) with like introducing the clips of the music that he sent us. And so that was pretty fun, and I've I've thought about doing like that for – like, the bands, like, the local bands that I was into when I was, like, in high school and stuff. Oh, and cool. so that's one episode I've been working on for a while now. Like, just randomly messaging people, like, were you the person in this band? <laughs> <laughs> can you send me an mp3 of this? <laughs> <laughs> I know you wrote this song 12 years ago, but do you have an mp3 of it? So <laughs> <laughs> a lot of that, but thankfully a lot of people have been really cool. And, like, they're like, dude, yeah, like, you can use our thing. <laughs> that's <was> great. <laughs> So it's just funny, like, the stuff that you're into, and then you're like, man, I wish they were still doing stuff, and, like, I wish I could still see those guys in concert or whatever. (laughs) I have a lot of that going on. But I, uh, man, there's so many, you know, we kind of talked about so much cool stuff going on around the city, Um, and it's just cool to see, like, I don't know if, like, what you think as far as, like, from when you are growing up to now, like, What's kind of like changed in the scene? Like what do you see going on now that wasn't really going on when you were like in high school and stuff?
1: And I think there's like a lot more food choices, a lot more um, like interesting restaurants that are out now. And maybe when we were younger, like we didn't weren't as into that kind of stuff. But um, that's like one thing I think it's like a lot different now. There's like a lot of there's like a nice food culture. and there's, there's venues, music venues, like indie venues to check out bands. You know, Opolis always has great bands there. And, you know, I didn't know about them when I was younger. I mean, I was in Oklahoma City. Right. And so I would maybe go to like the Diamond Ballroom or something with my brothers. Oh and, my God. You know, so. <laughs> yeah. I just like didn't know Opolis was there till we were like in Norman and in school. So, but <laughs> yeah, like just finding like bands there is really fun, you know.
0: Yeah, man. The Diamond. I saw many a great show there, but had to take my life into my own hands going into that <laughs> venue. My favorite venue with bullet holes in the windows. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Well, Dave, I really appreciate you taking the time, man, to come chat with me about, you know, anime, music, food, and all that good stuff. Um, Why don't you tell people where they can find, like, The NIMS and, like, follow you guys' projects and stuff like that?
1: Well, you can um, listen to our records on uh, Spotify. You search The NIMS. It's... uh. Just the and then N-G-H-I-E-M-S. We have two records on there. It's on iTunes also. And then you can find us on uh, Instagram and Twitter. Just search The Nims. And you should be able to find us. Facebook, too. Uh, the TheNimsBand.com has links for everything if you want to go there.
0: Tight. And you guys are working on a new music video, right?
1: Yeah, working on a new music video. Just kind of um, writing the treatment, I guess, for it now. So
0: Sick. Um, I love that last one, too. It was like the animated joint. Oh, yeah. For so. it was for ain't nobody, right?
1: Yeah, for ain't nobody.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that shit was crazy. Uh, um, CVW, was it?
1: Yeah, CVW and Mike and,
0: and the, Mike. Yeah, that freaking oh. workhorse, Mike Allen. Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> that one. That one took a while, so it came, really happy with how it came out.
0: I know it was like I f- hang out with him a couple times, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm still working on this music video." I'm like, "You've been working on that for like ten years." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, <laughs> it he takes was, a long time. He was
1: really, really, uh, really detailed with um, the character models yeah. and stuff like that. So
0: it's pretty cool, man. It was pretty tight. So, uh, when was that? When's that new video dropping? Do you know? Do you guys Ooh. have like a time or anything?
1: I'm not sure. Um, uh, well, I don't think it'll take as long as the last one. Right. Um, it won't be as crazy, but it should still be pretty cool. Just look out. Look out for it on social. Yeah, look out for it. Maybe. Um, maybe in the summer, I think that'd be tight. Maybe before the summer.
0: Cool, man. Oh. Well, yeah. As always, guys, you can follow us on social media. That's Tunes Tunes Podcast T U N E S slash T O O N S. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you find your podcasts. Thanks again, Dave. Thanks for having me.